Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adoption Unscripted. This is the first official show of our second season, so we are super excited about that. I need to do a quick thank you to everyone who has supported the show, everyone who has supported me personally, my family, my friends, um, all the folks at Voice America, and all of you who have really taken to the show, who have commented, let me know, Excuse me, let me know what you liked. Let me know what you wanted to hear more of. Let me know your opinions on what we've done thus far. And just sharing the show with people who have been touched by adoption and folks who you think could benefit from listening to the show. Uh, We have developed quite a community here. And it couldn't have gone better. It has exceeded my wildest expectations. And so we are really super excited about getting into our second season. Um, Some of you may have noticed that I was not on air live last weekend. We actually did an encore presentation of the first show that we had. It was titled, I think it was Adoption 101, Where Do We Begin? I was a little under the weather. And so everyone at at Voice America was so awesome. I really didn't give them much notice. It just came upon me rather quickly. And they jumped in and we put on an episode that, according to our stats, has been one of the most downloaded episodes. And I think it was kind of fitting because, as you all know, this is National Adoption Month. November is National Adoption Month. And this is a time when a lot of folks are looking to see if they want to start this uh, this journey of adoption and the ins and outs, the highs and the lows, and hopefully making it the best possible journey um, it can possibly be. And honestly, there are some aspects that I think folks need to take some time and look into before they make such a huge life-altering decision. So running that episode last week, even if it wasn't planned, I think was fitting. And I did get some awesome response. For those of you who did not listen to the episode, I encourage you to go back. Shannon Murphy Johnson was my guest on that show. It was the first show. So it is a little bit difficult for me to listen to that because I was incredibly nervous. (laughs) I feel like I was going to throw up a little bit, honestly, on that first show. Um, And people can't tell. And that's amazing to me because I can absolutely tell. And I think folks who know me pretty well can tell as well. But it's been a wonderful experience. And Shannon was an awesome guest. And so I hope that you, if you heard that before, you were able to take some new things away from that episode. And if you didn't hear it before, you were able to get some new information from the episode. There was a part two of that episode. It was the came on the exact next week. And it was the same title, just part two. So you can check that out. Shannon was my guest on that one as well. And we just continued that really great and awesome conversation. So uh, today in Nashville, I always do my little weather update for those of y'all who care about the weather in Nashville, Middle Tennessee area. It is really cold today. I went to walk my dog this morning and it was freezing outside. I'm going to say it was in the 30s. 
it was a beautiful day. It was crisp. It was sunny, um, super cold, blue skies, but frigid. And honestly, I get a little sad when I'm walking my dog and it's cold because the first things that that start to affect me are the tips of my fingers and my ears. Those are the first things I get really cold. And I wasn't prepared today. I didn't have on my earmuffs. I didn't have on my super warm gloves. And I took a little tumble, honestly, guys. I was trying to walk with my dog, listen to my podcast, got close to some slippery leaves, kind of fell down and rolled a bit. And so that was the end of my beautiful cold morning. And as a chick in her 40s, it's not good to take a fall. So, and everything hurts worse when it's cold outside. Am you with me? Everything hurts worse when it's cold outside. So I came back in, I gathered myself, and I prepared for this show today. So if I sound a little bit rattled, well, that might be the reason why. But I'm okay. And like I said, it's a great first uh, first episode of our second season. So let's go ahead and jump in. Now, I think I talked two shows ago that we were going to change the format a bit. We were going to take questions at the end of the show because I do get questions from y'all and I want to make sure that I'm answering them. So we have two questions and we will get to those at the end of the show. So if you want to hear the questions or think that they might relate to you, hang on to the end of the show and we will get to those. I had a really interesting question. So if I don't have time for two, I'm certainly going to answer one because I thought it was really interesting and one that I haven't had before. And that's a little teaser, I guess, for the end of the show. Um, Also, and I was going to mention this last week, we have had explosive numbers for Adoption Unscripted. Now, as someone new to the whole radio show podcast, um, I really wasn't sure what that meant. Um, But my executive producer explained it to me. And after getting that explanation, I was surprised because we have done really, really well. And our goal with the show was to get the information out there and to support, support as many people as we possibly could. And we've been able to do that. And that is absolutely because of you. And I thank you all the time, and I will continue to thank you, because honestly, folks say this all the time, like, if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't be happening, but that's the truth. If you weren't listening to the show and sharing it, as many people out there who have started listening wouldn't be. So that's really important that I keep mentioning that to you, because I'm really, really grateful. We've gotten to the point with Adoption Unscripted that we feel like we can take a step that, honestly, I was... Wanting to hold off on because I wanted to make sure that we were delivering what we hoped to be delivering. But now, talking with my executive producer, we think that we are able to step into having some sponsor partnerships. And what that is, for some of you who don't know, because I didn't know, is an opportunity for adoption agencies, adoption professionals, folks who work in the field of adoption, to partner with Adoption Unscripted to work with us to get your message out to folks who are listening to our show. Now, um, it is honestly, and to be upfront, it is a financial partnership because in order for us to grow and to reach as many people as we possibly can, 
we're going to have to have more resources. We're going to have to get out there more. And that involves, um, a, that's why we're looking to have financial partnerships. Now, what I want to do with the partnerships is I want to deliver as much bang for the buck as we possibly can, because we know that adoption agencies are mostly nonprofit. There might not be a lot of funds available, and we want to make sure that people are spending their money wisely. People aren't going to spend their money willy-nilly, and we don't want that to be the case here either. So if you're interested in getting your information, your message out to folks who are on this journey of adoption, or who have adopted and are just looking for resources and looking for information and education, I welcome you to um, reach out. You can contact me at hello at Adoption Unscripted, or you can go on our website at www.adoptionunscripted.com, or you can reach me on Twitter. It's Micah, and you can type Micah Johnson or Adopt Unscripted. That's where I am on Twitter. Because we are going to be really um, specific about these partnerships. We want folks to be like-minded. We want folks to share an ethos. And so what my ethos is and what I'm trying to do with this show is we want folks to, who want to support, educate, communicate with, and serve all people who are involved with adoption. And that includes first families, um, expectant moms, uh, families looking to adopt, and adoptees, both children and adult. So if you think that your agency, your profession, um, what you do might be a good match for Adoption Unscripted, I encourage you to reach out. I would love to talk to you more about that. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone who has who was, um, connected with me and wanted to be on the show. I am blown away by some of the folks who want to be on this show, some folks that I follow on Twitter or read their blogs. And I don't want to mention one of these people because she is a, uh, a she's a superstar in adoption, and I haven't been able to nail it down yet. But you guys are going to be so thrilled with this particular guest, and um, as I was. So we have a lot of folks who are really feeling what we're doing here and wanting to be a part of it. So thank you so much for that. Now let's get to today's topic. Everyone who knows me knows that I am about open and honest and authentic communication when it comes to adoption. Because as with anything, there are there's the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, with any situation, adoption is, is the same. It is no different. And I want to talk about all of it. Now, I am not an adoptee. Folks always ask me, are you an adoptee? I am not. Um, I have not adopted a child. Um, and I... And adoption professional, but this that has not been my life's work. I just started working in adoption about four years ago. But I have always been an advocate and a supporter of adoption. And I've been touched by adoption in my life personally, even though I haven't adopted a child or was an, ado- an adoptee. I think that I'm surprised when people are surprised and I am not an adoptee because I want you out there to know that there are folks just like me who support adoption. And I want those folks to make it known to people who are adopting or who are or adoptees that we support you. We support you and we support what you're doing and we support the choices that you've made and we will continue to support you. And that's what National Adoption Month is all about. Uh, you know, November the 18th is National Adoption Day 
And I'm going to give you some stats that I found on their website at the end of the show. Just some stats, some stats about adoption in our country and where we are and some things that we can do to support those who are on this journey. Today's topic, however, is a topic that we don't talk about that much. It's adoption disillusion and it's adoption disruption. And those two are often used in the same way. They are a bit different. But what they mean, and I'm going to read to you the um, definition of the two so that if you are using them as the same, you can get an idea how they're different. But it's that's when an adoption does not work out. And there have been some horror stories about what folks have done when adoption has not worked out. This thing called rehoming and sending children back on airplanes to go to other countries when it hasn't worked out. And we want to stop that from happening. And we want to educate folks as to what these what this is and what they can look for and what they can do if they find themselves thinking that that might be a decision that they have to make and ways that we can support one another. So when we get back from the break, I'll give you a definition of the two. And I'm just going to go over some reasons that adoptions are disrupted or or they have to adoption disillusion. And we're just going to take a deep dive and du- jump into this and unpack this for everyone. Okay, guys, so if you stay with me, I will be right back. See you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. Uh, Today's topic, our show topic for today is adoption disruption and adoption disillusion. And we're going to take a deep dive into those two. Uh, We're going to talk about the differences because there are some differences. They're subtle. And I think because they are subtle, folks tend to use them as the same. But they are actually different. So we'll get into that. We're also going to talk about some common reasons why adoptions are disrupted and we're going to talk about some strategies and some solutions so that we if we find ourselves in that situation that we know what to do I think a lot of times adoptions are disrupted because folks just don't know what to do and they haven't had enough education about the realities of adoption at times. And I did a show about this called, I think it was called Your Adoption Gut Check. I will um, link that episode in the resources page on the website. And I will also link any articles that I mentioned today. I'm going to be reading from directly from an article that was in the Child Welfare Gateway. And um, it was very helpful. And I'm going to link to that as well because that's something that you can have. I'm not going to be able to get into the whole article. It was many, many pages, but I'm going to hit the highlights for you. But if you want to go back and take a, a, some time and look at it yourself, I will link that as well. Um, I want to tell you, though, quickly why I am doing this show today. So I, I, don't, I don't remember what which show it was, but I mentioned that because we're doing a new season, I wanted to make sure that I was – serving folks in the way they needed to be served, I offered 10 free um, parent strategy sessions just to talk about areas where folks were needing some support within adoption. So I put this out there probably about three or four shows ago, and I have some folks who have wanted to do these free sessions with me. The sessions are an hour. You I send you a form. You get to write down areas, three areas where you are struggling or you'd like some help. And I get the form. I go over, take some notes, do some research and studying on my own. We make an appointment. It's through a Skype call. So we Skype each other so we can kind of look at each other's faces and, and feel like we are getting you know to know each other and making a connection. And we go over your issues or just areas that you want to talk about, kind of flush out. And um, I 
both coach and consult in these um, in these during these Skype calls. Well, I've done four calls, and so two of the four calls were about adoption disruption. However, it was, and this was surprising to me, one was about adoption disruption from the parent's perspective, and one was about disruption from the adoptee's perspective. I found that to be interesting because that was 50% of the calls that I've done thus far. And so that made me, I got to thinking about, wow, is this more prevalent than people are willing to talk about? Probably it is. So let's, let's take a look at it. And I felt like if these folks had questions and wanted to talk about it, and that's what we basically did. We just kind of talked it through. I gave them some resources. We talked about some things that they could think about. We strategized on some things that they could do. And we left with some action items they were going to do, and they were going to kind of get back to me. So... But I thought if these folks are struggling with this, probably other folks are as well. And this is not something that people are really wanting to talk about. It's not it's one of the parts of adoption that you don't hear a lot about, but it is out there. Okay, so let me go ahead and give you the definition of a disruption and the definition of disillusion. And I'm reading this directly from the Child Welfare Information Gateway. What is disruption? The term disruption is used to describe an adoption process that ends after the child is placed in an adoptive home and before the adoption is legally finalized, resulting in the child's return to or entry into foster care or placement with a new adoptive parent or parents. Okay, that's disruption. Disillusion is, the term disillusion is generally used to describe an adoption in which the legal relationship between the adoptive parents and the adoptive child is severed, either voluntarily or involuntarily, after the adoption is legally finalized. The results in the child's return to or entry into foster care or placement with a new adoptive parent or parents. Okay, so basically... What y'all can discern is that disruption is the severing of the relationship prior to legal finalization, and disillusion is the exact same thing, but after the adoption is legally finalized. So you can see why folks tend to get these mixed up or to think that they're actually the same thing, because the difference to me, the biggest difference is before it's legal or after it's legal. However, the outcome is basically the same, right? There's a child who you were going to adopt, and for whatever reason, that's no longer going to happen or is not happening or not moving forward or the child is going to be returned. This sounds, for so many of us, so painful, for both the child and the parents. It sounds to me unbelievably painful because something that you wanted so much for whatever reason is not working the way you thought it was going to work. So let's go ahead and talk about some reasons why this might happen or you might feel this way. Now, some of these reasons we've touched on in 
in other episodes of Adoption Unscripted, and I'll link those. We talked about this with Sean Delahunt. He was the adoption competent therapist from Case, and he talked a lot about some of these reasons why folks feel like they're at the place where they need to disrupt their adoption or or have it, you know, dissolved. And um, a lot of these have to do with trauma. And we're going to touch on that in just a minute. I'm going to make sure that I stay on target because I have a lot to talk about and I don't want to look up and talk too much and got off track because this is really important stuff. Okay. So one of the reasons why adoptions are disrupted is because you are adopting an older child. Now, folks consider an older child, I think it's around the age of three. So I think what has happened with international adoption is that with the adoption laws changing and and home countries wanting to look inward to their own <clears throat> their own uh, people before they adopt out of country, they we find that children are being adopted at an older age. So, like in Korea, you used to be able to adopt children and they were infants. Now I think, or it got to the point that we we're getting children. Um, adopted from Korea that were like two years old. Same thing with China. So, and Ethiopia as well. So, and I don't even know if those countries are still actively letting us adopt children. And so that's one of the reasons too, because now I think some of those countries are allowing us to adopt what they consider a harder placed child or harder child to place. And those are children who are older. So when you're adopting an older child, they have a memory and they have a past, and they have a history. And so you're having to possibly overcome more barriers to bonding because the children have a whole life that they've lived before they came to you. Sometimes it's difficult to bond with the child as the parent if the child is older. And it takes a longer time for these bonds to be created. And some folks have this um, belief that it should be instantaneous, it should be love love at first sight, and that is rarely the case. And I know folks who have had biological children who have not bonded with them immediately. So I think that that's one of the reasons is that when you're adopting an older child, older children come with a history. And sometimes it's harder to attach. And when you don't feel like you're attached to your child, you sometimes feel like you're doing something wrong or they're doing something wrong or it wasn't meant to be. And that's not the case at all. You just have to sometimes lower your expectations and give it more time. So one of the reasons why adoptions disrupt is because children could be older or our expectations are not in sync with reality. Sometimes we have to let things grow. I think there was... I'm going to mess this up. I said to my sister the other day, and she was like, are you sure you're saying that right? But I think it's an Ethiopian proverb that says, no two ears of corn grow at the same time, but they're all ready for harvest. And I think that means, and if if you're Ethiopian out there, and I have destroyed that, I apologize. But I think you get what I'm saying is that you might not be at the same place at the same time, but if you give it time, we can get to where we need to be and we can all get there. And I think it's just about giving things time. Um, sometimes the presence of emotional or behavior issues is another reason why adoptions disrupt because folks are not prepared for behaviors. And a lot of these behaviors are emotional, but they may manifest themselves in, you know, um, 
physical behaviors like acting out or getting trouble in school or being actually physically violent or um, being what people consider disrespectful. And those are behaviors that are usually caused by trauma. And those are children and children don't have a lot of coping mechanisms. And sometimes adult don't adults, we don't either. And so we act out and we cut up. And sometimes we are cutting up because we don't know how to handle certain things. But these behaviors can sometimes be extreme and they can sometimes be severe and they can turn our lives upside down and the lives of our children that we already have, that we have in our family currently. And for those reasons, sometimes people feel that maybe they've made, uh, they've made a bad decision and they need to disrupt their adoption. I would say in that in that situation, you need to reach out to a therapist, someone that can help you work those issues out. And, you know, I love my case therapist and I will link to those as well. When we get back, we're going to talk about bonds, culture and race and why sometimes these issues um, lead to disruption. This is my specialty. It's my area that I work with almost every day. So we'll take a deep dive into that as well. So if you guys want to set tight, I will see you on the other side. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are continuing to take our deep dive in adoption disruption and what we can do to help families who may be facing this decision 
and how we can support them and some some strategies that they can use if they feel like this is the decision they might want to make. This has got to be, as I said earlier, a really difficult time um, for families. And I can only imagine. So I hope that we are helping those of you out there who might be facing this. So one of the reasons that adoptions disrupt is because of a lack of knowledge or information about your child, their culture, their history, and dealing with race. Um, I mentioned this because one of, and I, I did ask the adoptee that I did the session with if she would mind me mentioning her situation but not giving away any identifying information. She felt as if she, and she was not white, um, and her parents were white and are white, and she felt like she wanted to return to the country, her country of origin. She felt this way because she did not think that her parents were aware of the struggle that she faced being an international adoptee. This woman is a young woman. She is probably about 23 or four years old. She is very accomplished. She is college educated. She is a beautiful, beautiful person. But you could see the struggle on in her pain because she didn't grow up feeling like she knew who she was. And she felt that she would only know who she was if she was able to return to her home country. She felt so strongly about what her parents didn't do that to help her navigate as an international transracial adoptee and the pain that she experienced and the isolation that she felt that they should not have been able to adopt her if they didn't weren't prepared to parent her in the specific way she needed to be parented. And therefore, she said that she felt like she wanted to leave that family when she was young. Of course, she did not. And I'm sure that she was really emotional. She felt this way mostly in her teens. And as we know, I have a teenager myself. They can be very emotional. But she said that during that time, she wanted to disrupt her adoption and to leave. Now, she did not. And since then, she's talked with her parents and they have had many conversations and I encourage her to have more. And I might actually be working with them as a group just to talk about some of these things. But I think that that is something that could be a reason why certain adoptions disrupt because you just don't understand or you can't sympathize or empathize with your child for their differences from you, whether it be race, whether it be um, whether it be their temperament. Um, sometimes folks have a difficulty because their children don't look like them and they're mourning that child that would have looked like them or that would have had their eyes or their hair color or their skin color and they did not. And at, and at these moments where your children are having these life moments like graduating from kindergarten or going into high school or having children of their own, you, you know, parents have these feelings where they are regretful and mournful of the birth child that they didn't have. And sometimes that can lead to feelings of, did I make the right decision? Um, did I do what, did I, am I going to be able to be a good parent to this child? And when we start to doubt ourselves and doubt why we adopted, sometimes that's the reason why disruptions happen, happen also. So I think that just comes from a lack of knowledge. 
and a lack of knowledge is a biggie for me because I'm about pre, during, and post-adoption support and education. That's one of the reasons why adoptions disrupt because they folks adopt and it doesn't go the way they want it to or they're having some issues and they have nowhere to go to find this much needed support. What are some things that we can do to help folks who are at this place? What can we do? Well, we can provide as folks who work in adoption, as adoption professionals, as agencies, as attorneys, as therapists, as friends and family, we can provide support to the parents and the children. We can, as adoption agencies, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I just said something about partnering with Adoption Unscripted, and after I say this, maybe you might not want to, but we can look after our adopted families post-adoption. We give them a lot of support and a lot of encouragement pre and during, but we don't always support them as much as we can after that might help with some adoption disruption. Sometimes we can help with bonding and attachment. We have, sometimes folks have an unrealistic idea of what it feels like to be a parent. And what I tell people who, who have this issue and they're, they're considering disruption because they're not bonding with their child is to um, fake it till you make it, meaning that you still need to show up, you still need to care for, you still need to tend to, you still need to be kind and loving, and you need to work on yourself at the same time. And this will help. I think taking care of any living, breathing human being and an and animal makes you love them, can help you to love them because you're caring for them. So fake it till you make it and work on yourself on the way. I think that is what I tell folks who are experiencing that issue with attachment and not feeling bonded and thinking that they may have made a de- uh, they may have made a the wrong decision, an incorrect decision in adoption. No, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it just takes time, people. It just takes time and being open. Um children who have special needs. We we're, we're seeing a lot of children being adopted from internationally who have special needs. That is a road that is difficult sometimes to travel. And it takes a special person to parent a child with special needs. And sometimes we find ourselves showing up in ways that we didn't think we could when we have children that have a special need. I honestly think that we all have a special need. Some of them you can't see, but we all have a special need of some kind. I know I do. Sometimes mine are less obvious than others, but we think of it like that and we show up for our children. But there are struggles that you have and supporting parents who have chosen to adopt children with special needs is something that we need more of as well. But I think educating yourself as the parent and kind of being aware of what is involved in parenting a child with special needs because it's not exactly the same and it shouldn't be. And just knowing that and maybe our agencies can help prepare parents to know the realities of parenting in that way. I know um, we sometimes, my sister used to run a program for parents who had children on the spectrum and she would oftentimes do like a match.com where she would match up folks who had young children that were um, that had autism with folks who were seasoned veterans raising children who had autism up into their adulthood. And she would do a match.com and match them up and help them to help one to teach the other. And that's something that we could do as well. So there are all kinds of things. I think what I'm what I'm getting here, getting out here is that 
there are all kinds of things that we can do when we when we find ourselves in a situation where we think we've made a mistake. And I think one of the things is we need to stop and we need to take a breath and we need to calm down and we need to ask for help and support when we need it. However, there might come a time when we've got all the support we can, we've got all the help that we can, and it's just not working. And in that situation, we might need to look to dissolving that adoption. Or let me say, not to take this on as if this was my issue, because it's not, and I don't want to seem like it is, that parents who have adopted might have to take that position, that painful, painful position. And when you do, I would suggest that you do it with as much love as you went into it with. There are agencies out there that can help and support you. You can also look to your attorneys if you did a private domestic adoption. Go back to your agency. Go back to the folks who helped you in the beginning. Share with them what's happening. Share with them the work that you've done and dissolve that adoption with as much love and patience and kindness as you went into it with. And that's sometimes all that we can do. I have a friend who says to me all the time, you need to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And I think in this situation, once you've hoped for the best and you've done your best, sometimes your best just isn't enough. And for the benefit and for the health of the family and most importantly, that child, sometimes we need to do over. And in that situation, folks have done rehoming where they've made arrangements with other people to raise their children, which, by the way, is not legal because adoptions are legal and you can't just give your child to someone else to raise. That's not okay, morally or legally. And um, some folks have put their children back on planes and sent them back, and that's not okay either. There are ways that we can go about doing this. And I will link some, um, I've read some great stories about this and of some great blogs, and I'll link those as well. So you can look at what other folks have done when they found themselves in this same situation. Most importantly, I think um, that what we can do is that we can understand that we're all human, that we all have areas of insecurity, that we all make mistakes, but we can all try our best and we can do better. And with the support of our friends and our family and our our church homes or our synagogues or wherever you choose to worship, and from our adoption professionals, we can either figure out what we need to do to move forward or we can make a plan that's best for the child. Okay, um, this article that I spoke about from the child where. Child Welfare um, Gateway, Information Gateway, is full of other um, stories and surveys and um, universities who have done lots of research. And I will put that on there for you because I think it's a really great place to start. It goes in much deeper than I have gone into what um, the descriptions of adoption, disillusion, and disruption, and many more reasons why it happens. I just wanted to give you a quick overview of this to get your mind thinking and to kind of point you in some directions that you might want to go into so you can start trying to figure this out for yourself. As always, though, if you have a question or you need some support, feel free to contact me. I still have several of those um free strategy sessions available. So if this is an issue that you want to talk with me specifically about more, 
just sign up for one of those and I'll send you the intake form and we can jump into that as well. So that's another option for those of you out there who want to continue this conversation off air. Okay, we're at our last segment in just a couple of minutes. After the break, I have the question for you and I want to go over just some stats that I mentioned earlier about National Adoption Month and National Adoption Day. So if you guys want to hang on, I will be right back after the break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are back. I want to go ahead and jump into my listener question. I think I'm only going to be able to get into one today. So if I have time, I will try to do three next week because I did promise y'all two at the end of every show. But I think this one may go a little bit longer, but we'll see. Okay, so this question, um, I'm not going to say the person's name just because of the nature of the question. I'm going to leave that out. But she says, hi, Micah. Thanks for the show. I love listening to it. And I love your accent. I have an accent. I don't think. <laughs> Maybe I do. Okay. And there there it was right there. I heard it myself. Okay. Micah. My adopted son is seven. We have an open adoption. And he sees his birth father regularly. However, his dad was recently incarcerated. 
Should we continue to visit him in prison? What are your thoughts? Okay. Um, unfortunately, this is a reality, especially if you have adopted your child from foster care, because sometimes that is the reason why, why the child is in foster care to begin with, that their parents are incarcerated. One or both parents are incarcerated. And that is a really sad and unfortunate reality. And um, one of the reasons why we have so many children who are in the foster care system now. So what I love about this question, however, is the fact that you have an open adoption with this child's father. The child is a male. She says her son. And she has an open relationship with his dad, which is outstanding and amazing. And we don't see a lot of that. We see a lot of open adoptions with the mom, but not with the dad. And so what I love about this question straight off is because I want to say bravo to the person who wrote this question. You know who you are and you're listening. So bravo to you and your husband for continuing this relationship with dad and it's really important that he has a relationship with his father, um, his birth father, because now he has two men in his life that love him, his birth father and his adopted dad, his new dad. Once we get beyond that, obviously, um, dad has made some mistakes and he is um, actually, you know, doing his time for those mistakes. And I didn't. I don't know what the um, what the charges were, or what he was found guilty of, and why he is incarcerated. I am assuming, though, that it must not be really a, a physical offense. And I, when I say a really bad offense, you know what I'm talking about. Not nothing like you know physical abuse, or maybe you know murder, or anything like that. Um, because I don't think that you would probably take your child to see that man, um, right now, or maybe even have a relationship with him as you said you were having. So I'm going to assume that, um, he had some charges and although they were illegal, they may not have been a violent charge. And we're going to assume that. So the question was, should you take your son to see his biological father while he's incarcerated? Well, first thing, I think that you might want to ask the biological father if he wants his son to see him incarcerated because you have a relationship with him, obviously, and there's probably a lot of mutual respect and care and love between you guys and so because you're letting him be in your child's life. So I think that might be a question that you want to ask him and see how he feels about that. I don't know the rules about visiting folks who are incarcerated. So I don't know if there are certain rules about that. And I guess that would be the first thing that you would do. And then you would ask the the bio dad how he feels about his son seeing him like that. I don't know if he would want that. However, I think that your son is seven, you say. So um, this is a this is a tricky question because and I don't have as much information on this as I want to, but What I am is a fantastic researcher. So what I did was I went online and I have a couple of folks that I'm friends with on Twitter that I will also list in the the show notes and the resources that have organizations for folks, uh, children of incarcerated parents. But I did find um, a website 
and it is youth.gov, and it is an awesome site, and it talks about the trauma that children can experience when they go to see their parents when they are, you know, incarcerated behind bars. I think that if your child is old enough to understand that sometimes people do things that aren't good, and when you do those kind of things, you have to, you know, there's a consequence for that. Depending on what it was that the dad did, it might be an okay experience for the child. However, I'm not a professional. So what I would first suggest that you do is that you take a look at this website. You go on my resources page and I will link the resources that I found and the folks on Twitter. If you can get information there and you feel like you feel like you have a ground, you have a place to start, go there. If not, I would ask a professional, someone who knows about um, child welfare, someone who knows more about the effects of trauma on children, this kind of trauma specifically. But I, I think that I know, and I know that there are children who visit their birth families and their birth parents, and in, in, they're in jail, and and that happens all the time. And I, and I do know that in some ways it's a positive to still see and have contact with your, with your family. So I would cer- certainly ask a professional if you don't find the answers from these resources that I'm going to put online for you. But I have to say, I think that you're awesome just for asking the daggone question and knowing and realizing the importance of this relationship that your son has with his birth father and just trying to work it out for him and for both of them the best that you can. So I think that you're awesome for just asking the question. And I think that's why I wanted to read the question because it's an unusual question and not even that I had the answer, but that you just asked the question. Because that's what I'm talking about and I'm talking about we just need to try as hard as we can and look and help and look for support when we need help. So that was great. So thank you so much for sending in that question. Guys, if you have other questions that you'd like me to answer, just go ahead and shoot me an email. You can go on my website and there is a contact form. You can leave the question there. While we were on the show today, I had a question about the sponsorships. Um... If you want more information about the smart partner sponsorships that I mentioned earlier with the show, you're an adoption professional or you are um, an agency and you want to talk more about um, potentially being a sponsor in the show and helping to grow the message of adoption and helping to work with Adoption Unscripted to get that message out as well as to promote your services and your products please feel free to send me a message, preferably when I'm not on the air doing the live show because I won't be able to respond. But you can wait till I get off the air and you can certainly send me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Now, for these stats on adoption, National Adoption Month, and remember guys, November the 18th is National Adoption Day. You can go on nationaladoptionday.org. They have some stats on there. I want to read some of these really quickly to you before we run out. More than 110,000 children in the U.S. are in the foster care system awaiting an adoptive permanent family. The average wait for a child in foster care is three years. More than 23,000 children age out of the foster care system without a family or a permanent placement. And this is an awesome stat. I want to leave you with this one because this is fabulous. Approximately 4,700 children were adopted on by, by Forever Families on National Adoption Day in 2016. So let's try to make this National Adoption Day 2017 a bigger number. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. I really missed not being here last week. My week was kind of thrown off. I was like, what did you know, I'm not feeling like myself. And I realized it was because I didn't get to do my show and I didn't get to hang out with you guys for this hour. So I'm feeling better. I'm happy that I'm back. You guys go out and have an awesome, awesome Friday. Be careful. Don't slip on any slippery leaves while you're walking your dog. And you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you next next Friday and stay blessed. Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. 